choose you. Be cool, baby. Okay. Hey, bitch, come here. Got your motherfucking man. Come here. Mr. Pretty Tony, I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now, we can settle this like you got some class, so we can get into some gangster shit. Fuck being on some chill shit. We go zero to 100, nigga, real quick. Yo, what up, what up, what up? This is Kells at KMTZ on Twitter. I am back. This is, thanks for asking, episode 202. Y'all got a little bit of different setup today. I told y'all I've been investing in buying some equipment, and I have. So I got this new fancy studio mic that allows me to record um, from the couch, which is my favorite place to be. Um, frequent destination where I do some of my best uh, chopping it up. So we're going to see how this goes, see if it um, makes a difference. If it doesn't make a difference, we'll see. Um all right, so let's get started. Um, first of all, yours and negritude is going out to Janet Jackson's Janelle Monet. Um, Janet Jackson, as you may or may not know, was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame by Janelle Monet, which I think I think is a perfect choice because you know, no disrespect to nobody's faves or nothing like that, but I have said before and I will always say um, the two biggest, like brightest stars ever have been Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson. Um, and I just don't think no, there's no comparison. I think Janet set the bar, um, along with Madonna, but Madonna was a pop girl. Madonna was, Madonna and Janet was out there at the same time. Um, right, uh, sorry, Janet was, Madonna was a pop girl. Madonna set the bar for like white pop artists and, and, and you know, what they could do and how they could kind of, you know, carry their swag or whatever. But Janet set the bar for like performance. The only person who performed better than Janet Jackson was Michael Jackson, who was the greatest performer in the world. So that's why when y'all throw up other people as not just better than Michael Jackson, which is fucking ridiculous, because there's nobody better than Michael Jackson. And I told y'all before, I'm not canceling Michael Jackson. So if y'all have, or y'all feel, feel away, so sorry, but I'm not doing it. Um, you know, our, it, it's the greatest of all time. Like, I'm, it's, it's, I'm just not. There's one and two, and y'all can argue over the other spots. But one is Michael Jackson, two is Janet Jackson. And she finally got her flowers and was, and was, um, and actually not fine. I think it was her, I think it was her first ballot, um, inducted and inducted by Janelle Monae, who I thought was perfect. Cause I think Janelle Monae is an excellent performer and a, and a musician and an artist. Like, so I, I don't, I think it was, a, um, it was an outstanding choice. And, um, I thought that her, uh, Janet's Instagram post was great, which, you know, she was referring to her brother and saying, you know, your little sister finally made it. And so, you know, I, I just, I just thought it was really dope. So, um, you know, and both of them were posting all over the Instagram and I mean, Janet Jackson's the shit. Like, I'm sorry. Like y'all, y'all kids be throwing the performances out here and I'm not saying they not great, but like Janet gave y'all looks. Janet, every tour was different. It wasn't the same tour over and over with the same looks and the same moves. Yes, you're executing them. Florida scene is fierce and everything, but it's the same shit. Yeah, maybe you changed the background, but it's the same shit. Janet gave y'all looks. Janet gave y'all errors. Janet gave y'all everything was different every time. And Janet gave y'all choreography, um, hardcore shit, right? Um, dancers. So Yo, shout out. Alright, so I got another little confession for y'all. Yes, and I had, I had all the topics all written out, detailed, and, you know, dotted and everything like I tend to typically do, and I left that shit at work. So, so um, I am, um, 
going off of a abbreviated version, but we still gonna carry get to all the points. So what I wanna do first? Let me do the little stuff. Ayanla had, and y'all know every now and then I, I shout Ayanla out because you know I just have to. And um, it was a rerun episode, but I watched it anyway because I guess I missed it. There's some um, I don't know who the lady was, some gospel lady who was an alcoholic. Listen, nothing beats having the boy <laughs> put his face in the dirt in the hole. But this was close. Like, the lady, I mean, I don't, I feel like, you know, I have said before, Ayanla, there are certain things that Ayanla's, um, whatever it is she does, I'm not, she's not a, she's not a licensed therapist, she's not a, not a psychiatrist, she's, she's a life coach, right? And there, and, and there are certain issues in folks' life that, that lend themselves to that, right? Nothing super serious, right? Like, if you have a serious drug problem, you need to go to rehab and all that. But, as a part of rehab, there, you know, they treat you medically or whatever for your actual addiction, but as a part of rehab, it's, it's like life coaching. It tells you, you know, how to change your behaviors, how to change your patterns, how to change how you think about things, right? We, everybody doesn't see in a movie with an AA meeting or know somebody, right? Or just, you know, whatever, Google. And so that's the portion that Ayala does. And so, you know, for this lady, you know, of course the lady needs to go to a rehab to deal with her actual, you know, physical part of that alcoholism. But this was one I thought I, you know, Ayala's skill skill set lent well to. And um and it did. Like the lady, I thought, you know, <laughs> So the lady was a gospel singer. She's real famous. I don't remember her name, but some of y'all apparently who she was because I guess she was the uh, catalyst to shady ass Kimberell. She always got some fucking shit to say about somebody. Oh, hating ass bitch. Um, came at uh, Fantasia for it, talking about Fantasia's um, Aretha Franklin tribute. Look, sis, you need to go back and crawl back in whatever fucking weak heel boots you came from because I don't know shit about gospel or the church, but I know goddamn Fantasia can sing and she can do it all and she has the fucking range, okay? And she can go from gospel to, to, um, I don't know what's not gospel, my grandmother used to call it the blues, whatever y'all call it, not gospel, not contemporary, I don't know, music, same way Aretha Franklin did, so you can just, uh, kick bricks with that shit, um, but anyway, she was on there, and I thought it was a decent episode, because Ayala was talking about enablers, and it was one dude in her, and that she had working for her that enabled her, and, um, you know, her brother had had some issues, and I forgot if she was, ab- no, she wasn't abused, but she was going through the thing about it was, and Ayala actually said this, she was like, you know, the fact that you are drunk on Instagram saying what you're saying, drunk on Instagram is the issue. She was like, but what you're saying is not the issue. The things that you are saying actually have truth to them. It's just that you are, you know, doing these in this alcoholic stupor. And basically what she was saying, they were showing some clips of it, and she repeated it herself, because I guess she's a... um minister, I don't know how this church shit work, y'all niggas slap a pastor, minister on any goddamn thing, ain't nobody went to no divinity school, ain't nobody got no goddamn degree and nothing, niggas just pick up a bible and people start listening um, but her mother and her father are preachers and you know, them religious people, them PKs be messed up, I can't tell, well, let me not tell all my business but I can't tell y'all how many PKs I have been through, but quite a bit um, they be all messed up because you know, here's the thing, like, my fa- I've told y'all before, my father grew up, you know, I, I mean, my father um, turned Muslim, like, way before I was born, like, way back in the 50s and the 60s, basically with Malcolm and them, like, it's, uh, when the nation started, that nigga was, like, on it, right, um, so he was Muslim 
way before I came along, right? And, and thankfully for me, you know, my mother was not, and she wasn't having none of that foolishness. She was like, look, you can do whatever you want to do over there. Bump your head against the floor, Allah, all that, fine. Uh, no problem. That's Believe what you want to believe. More power to you. God bless you. But me and my child over here, we not doing all that, right? So, you know, that's why my name is what it is. And, um, but, um, the thing that I don't, of uh, just being in the Muslim, all his friends are Muslim. And like, he started out, I've said this before, but he started out black Muslim. And then, you know, some of you may not know the difference between the black Muslims, which is a nation of Islam, basically, and then traditional Islam, which is what they practice in the Middle East and different sects and different versions of it. But it's totally different things. Like the nation of Islam, they're not really Muslims. Nation of Islam is, is a cult, actually, is what it is. And it's it's just but father used to call it once he left, he called it backwards Christianity. Because that's really what it is. They they read the Bible. It's not Islam at all. The only thing nothing about it is really Islamic, if you really listen to it. It's it's a cult that was um created by a guy, a guy named, um, Warthi Muhammad, and then, um, Elijah got onto it, and, and I can't remember the guy's real name, but if you look into it, it's basically, it's a cult, so, um, but anyway, um, he, so he got out, so if you know anything about the Nation of Islam, and if you know anything in particular about Philadelphia, um, which was, you know, back in the day, uh, very well known to be, um, well, the Nation of Islam slash Black Mafia, because in Philadelphia, if you know anything about Malcolm X and his story, if you read his book, he talks about the Hood Mosque, the Hood Brothers, he was talking about Philadelphia, because the Philadelphia Nation of Islam and the, and the Black Mafia were the exact same thing, and um, there was this Teddy Pendergrass special on Showtime recently, and they, and they talked about it, but I don't think really, if, if you're not really from Philadelphia, familiar, people don't really understand, because they'll say, oh, the Nation of Islam and the Black Mafia, it's, it's not there's no and. The Nation of Islam was the Black Mafia in Philadelphia, basically. Not saying everybody in the nation was in the Black Mafia, because they were not. There was a lot of people who were really there, and my and my father actually became a beat. That's part of the reason why he left, because he really wanted to get into the faith and understand that he started realizing, oh, this is some bullshit over here. But, um, so no, not everybody in it was Black Mafia, but everybody in it was affiliated with Black Mafia, or they knew about Black Mafia, or they related to Black Mafia, and the point is, with the leadership and all the high uh, positions and every anything in that city filled off is a Black city. The Black Mafia ran the city, so, and the Black Mafia was the Nation of Islam. Um, and so, um, I know, so, so, I swing all that around to say what she was, what she was complaining of, the gospel singer Ayala, what she was complaining of, and she was saying she didn't really want to do, she didn't really want to sing gospel music, she didn't really want to preach, she didn't want to do none of that shit, she was like, you know, they making me, and you know, I grew up in this, this strict household, and they want me to preach, and what I want to do is not acceptable to them, and I understood what she was saying, because, like I said, lucky for me, I didn't have that, but I had it a little bit, like, my mother um, died when I was really young, and so I, I went, I, I had lived with my mom, and you know, it was I mean, I live with my mom, but like, like I've said prior, like this custody shit, y'all, ah, this shit new to me. My father would come pick me up. I would stay with my father. For, it was, it, you know, it was, might as well have been joint custody, but even though I was, you know, primarily with my mother. And so, you know, I had that buffer. But then when she uh, died, I was with my dad. But, you know, and he tried, like he would, you know, drag me to the little masjid on Friday and shit, but it wasn't really like, I wasn't made... I know some of these religious families, like, they they just force it on their kids. The Jehovah's Witnesses is another one. They just force it on their kids. I never believed in that. Because it's like, you're an adult. 
if you as an adult decide that you want to walk this path and you want to believe in all this stuff, that's fine, but your child is another human being, and they got a whole nother personality and a whole nother brain set up and everything, and they should get to choose what they want to do, and so I understood what she was saying, because I know so many religious people, like, y'all just, y'all just let, lock this, y'all just put this religion around niggas' neck like a fucking vice, and just choke people out with it, and it's like, I don't want this, I don't believe this, I'm, I'm happy for you, you found something, I don't believe this, I don't want this, I don't think this is what it's all about, right? And so that's what she was saying, and so Ayala was like, yeah, but you, you know, you, why do you have to drink to do all this? And she, she was talking about the pressure and all that, so I got what she was saying, I really understood what she was saying, and I understood what Ayala was saying too, and I thought this was actually an episode that, that played well to what Ayala does, I thought she was helpful, the things she was telling her, but the best part is when the girl, um, you know, she decided, you know, Ayala got a little bit too real with her, and she walked off, right, she said she was gonna leave, and Ayala came out the house, lead not on your own understanding, preaching to the girl straight from the Bible, I was like, come through Ayala, she was walking down the street, saying the scriptures, it was a very dramatic moment, but it was kind of fly, because I mean, it worked, and the scripture she was using, you know, because I'm not with these church niggas, and y'all, all, I don't believe none of that shit, I believe in, you know, a creator and all that, but that religion shit, but, you know, some, you know, the Bible is a, is a book that was written, it's, well, it was put together from different stories, I know y'all think this is the word of God, but it's actually just old shit that was taken once Rome fell, and they was like, look, we need something to keep niggas in line, so they put all this different stuff together, and put their little spin on it, changed the names around, and, and such and such, but that doesn't mean that it's, it's not helpful, it's just, it's just when people try to act like this is some, really a book from God, and how you supposed to live your life, it's nonsense, but it, it is, you know, there's, it's all, it's, human beings have been human beings for a long time, so there's things in there that are, you know, applicable, and I thought that it was a good verse for her, because the girl, the lady was going through, you know, she was trying to deal with it in her way, by drinking and, and getting on Instagram, and, and, and Ayala's point to her was, you know, you don't have to do this on your own, what you're saying is not wrong, what you're saying is not incorrect, you just, you, you, you drown it, you're drowning it in this alcohol, because you're trying to solve it yourself, and you're just trying, instead of just trying to deal with what it is, and get it out, and so when she came up, to, she was walking down the road, like, rely not on your own understanding, it was, I was like, yes, Ayala, that's because that verse was perfect, because that's really what the point of that verse is, it's like, yo, sometimes, shit is beyond you, and you don't understand it, and you just gotta let go, you can't control everything, you just gotta let go, and let God, or let the creator, whatever you believe in, you know, and so, anyway, I didn't mean to talk about that that long, but that was a good episode, Ayala's getting better is my point, like, she still do, she still do the dramatics, but I feel like, when she has people on there that, who have issues that are, that are conducive to, to what she offers, it's a good show, the issues we have when it gets a little uh, a little uncomfortable is when you have people on there, their problems are deep and it's not for no life coaching, like them people them kids that was on there getting molested and all that shit like them people need serious help and I don't know that what Ayala was doing is 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 you know, conducive to that but anyway, shout out was a good episode, um Another real quick, I wanted to give y'all, so Pet Cemetery is coming out this weekend, I haven't got my ticket yet, but I'm about to get it, um, I don't know if I've told you on here before, but Stephen King is my favorite author in the whole world, he's a fiction author, everybody, you know, the Ernest Hemingways and the this and the that, listen, give me Stephen King, because the truth, the meaning to life are, if you are familiar with Stephen King and his work, the meaning to life are in his books, that motherfucker, when you read it, if you just read it, you know, 
like I started reading Stephen King when I was like 12. You know, I think the I think I started with Christine. Did I start with Christine? I either started with Christine or, or Salem's. No, I started with Carrie. I started with Carrie because I remember the, the uh, movie with Sissy Spacek, and I was like, oh, let me read that book. And then from that book, that shit grabbed me in, and I've just read every one since. And, um, you know, and Stephen's one of them authors, like, I read him as a kid, and it was just, like, scary. Like, oh, it's a scary book. But as, then I got older, like, meaning, you know, middle school and high school, and then I started realizing, wait a minute, this is more than just, like, this motherfucker is, is deep. Like, some of the things he's saying are, like, really deep, right? And then he drifted off, because he got into a really bad car accident, and he got hit, and he drifted off a little bit and started writing stuff that I really, I really wasn't into, started, you know, started getting a little, I don't know, spiritual-ish, I mean, some of them are good, but I like horror, right, and I mean, Stephen King has some stuff that's not horror, that's actually really good, like the Shawshank Redemption, I don't know if you know, that's one of his short stories, right, it's adapted from one of his short stories, so it's Stand By Me, the movie, um, there's a couple, um, movies, that are whole movies that are adapted from Stephen King's short stories, right? Not just the ones that, um, are turned into films, which usually they put on TV, which I don't understand, because I don't think he translates well to TV. It, this remake, was excellent, but even that, it still was very PG-13. The book is way more terrifying than, than it, the movie, because there's, you know, he's one of those writers that everything doesn't translate to screen, because there's a, there's a, like I'm saying, there's the surface of the story, but then there's this underlying thing under there that you get into when you really start to process what he's writing, what he's saying, you'd be like, oh, shit. And that's the part that doesn't translate well to, to, to the screen. So his his movies sometimes come across as like, you know, yeah, you get the scary part, but you don't really get how genius he is sometimes because that second layer doesn't come across. So, um, but Pet Cemetery is coming out. It's a remake. The original, um, the original was actually really good. It came out, I want to say, late 80s, early 90s. The original, I want to get probably, oh, I don't think it was past 95. So let's say prior to, it was between like 89 and 95. Actually, you know what? I'm sitting here with a whole computer. Let's, let's figure out when, um, Pet Cemetery, the original came out. I'm pretty sure that it was not after 95. Pet Cemetery, eighty nine. So um, the original came out in eighty nine. Really, really good. But this new one, this new one looked like it's gonna be hot fire, and I can't wait to go see it because, like I just said, like the original Pet Cemetery, it was good. Um, but again, like it was, it told the story, but it didn't really, in my opinion, the first one, it told the story which, I mean, I'm not, it's, it's a book, it's been out, I'm not giving anything away, but the whole point of Pet Cemetery is there was this um, burial ground that the Native Americans, um, Stephen King's from Maine, and most of his stories are set in Maine, and it was um, a bur- an ancient burial ground for, you know, the original natives that got killed out, and then it turned sour, or something like that, or something happened to it, and um, so they, the, the natives didn't mess with it anymore, and they, they you know, put whatever they gotta, whatever they do to let people know not that this land is, is bad, not to go to it, but, you know, as of course, white people, you know, they, they always know better. And, you know, so they come, they come tramping through the cemetery. And it turns out that when you bury something in the pet cemetery, um, it comes back. Uh, and I said comes back specifically because the thought is people, people, the, the main characters thought was his kid got, got, 
got hit by a truck. And so, you know, he wanted to bring his kid back. So he figured, oh, I'll go bury my child and my child will come back alive. The issue with the pet cemetery is and why the natives call, uh, close it off is like, you know, you what you bury comes back, but it might not be, it ain't all necessarily your child. You know what I mean? But it, it will come back. And so the, the, um, the slogan is dead is better. Sometimes, sometimes dead is better because what you get back is not what you had. So that's the plot of it. But in the original, like it really just, I feel like it, it, that was like just driving the story. Okay. You know, he's going to bury his little girl and it, and, and the little girl's going to come back. But in this one, this remake, it seems like they're getting more to what it was in the book. And it's like, well, what is it that comes back? Why is it? Why did the natives, um, stop using that ground? Why did, why is it considered cursed? Like what exactly is it about this land that is bad? What actually, what is it that comes back? And I feel like this one is going to get more into that. The original didn't. So it looks, it looks real. It looks real lit. I can't wait to go see it. Y'all know I love a scary movie. I told y'all last week, I didn't really think us was scary. I thought it was suspenseful. I didn't think it was scary. Hereditary was scary. Um, all right. Moving on to something else. Trump's taxes. So I just saw the day right before I started recording that the chairman of the Ways and Means Committee has uh, requested uh, Trump's tax returns from the IRS. Um, that's a good thing because it means that they're starting to investigate, but I just want people to understand. People keep asking me, do I think he'll be impeached? I do. My prayer, <laughs> my thought and my prayer is that he will not get reelected. He should not get reelected. There's no reason that he should be elected other than, like I said, people are stuck on stupid and still going 100 miles an hour over the cliff and have not learned anything and are still doing and saying the same shit that they did in 2016. And so, you know, I, I really don't have any confidence that he won't be reelected. And, and, and I still... You know, I do see there is, you know, there's a few bright signs. Like, I see a couple states um, putting in that they're going to get rid of electoral college and go by popular vote. And and I think that's what should be done. But here's the thing. You only need a few key states to do that. You only need a few key states to do that because we know the states that swing the election, right? That was the whole point of electoral college in the first place. So if you take, uh, I think Colorado did it. I think I read Delaware did it. And I think... There's one other state that I read did it, but you only need a few key states, Colorado being one, to let their popular vote decide to have the majority of the people, have the popular vote match the guy who gets elected, is as it should be, okay? We're not an agrarian society no more. We ain't a society full of farmers and slaves. We are a society full of, of cities and suburbs and motherfuckers in the middle of nowhere who think they get to control the fate of everybody. No. So, um, there's that. And then I think we should go back to paper ballots. I've been saying this, and every time you say something, like, oh, yeah, we had a problem with that 2000. First of all, 2020 goddamn years ago, 19 years ago by the time the election going to come up, and we didn't really have an issue with paper ballots. That shit was stupid as fuck. If anybody was around remembers that, it was just stupidity. It was the beginning of this dumb shit that we've been in for 20 years, hanging chads and all that. Listen, you got a goddamn piece of paper, you fucking look at what the person 
pushed in the hole. They they stole that fucking election for the for the most part. That was the first one they stole. So that's what all that was, was about. It wasn't complicated. We've had fucking paper ballots and elections going back to number one. We never had no issues before. We only had issues on that one because of the shenanigans that we see are coming out now where they find the shit that happened in North Carolina. They was hiding boxes and all that. They've been doing that shit. That's why I, listen, Republicans project everything they're doing. All this voter fraud and all this bullshit they're always talking about that there's no evidence to support. They, cause they do that. So they, that's why they're worried about. Cause they do that. Cause they keep getting caught doing shit that they accusing everybody else of doing. Okay. So paper ballots, easy. Make the, make the, uh, we use paper ballots here where I vote in New York City. What you go, they give you this ballot. You go into this little thing, you fill it out with your pen and shit, and then you run the pen through the machine. Sorry, you run a ballot through the machine, the machine verifies it and gives you a receipt. And you can show you who you voted for. I didn't have no issues with it, and I don't see why it was, you know, designed the ballot so it's easy to figure out. Look, like I was telling y'all last week, some, America's stupid, it's a stupid country. So there's always gonna be somebody that don't know how to fill the ballot out. I don't know how. Make the shit dummy proof as much as possible, but I think paper ballots are good, because you cannot hack a paper ballot. You can't hack a paper ballot, you get that receipt in your hand, you make sure that, okay, this is the ballot I cast, and then, you know, as far as the cheating with the counting and all that, it's ways you, you listen, listen, if you can count money in the bank and don't nobody take none, you can count ballots, you, I don't care if you got to go into a vault, if you got to have, I don't know, FBI agents or whatever case in there, if you got to have certain accountants, PW, whoever you want to bring in there to do it, it can be done, okay, I think paper ballots is the way, I don't trust them goddamn uh, machines, I, I swear to God they hacked the, the election, I remember um, the 2000 election when I was still in the military, so I voted down in Maryland on one of the machines, I ain't like that shit, because you press the button and, and it ain't turned the color, I wanted it the first time, I had to t- touch it again, it's, I don't trust them shits, right, it's, it's no controls on that shit, so I think paper, I think if we go to paper ballots, and if we do this elect, uh, popular vote thing, then some of the hacking issues that we had before, we will not have again, again, if everybody just get their head out their ass, and just, and just do the right thing, and vote for the greater good, and let that little stupid shit that you talking about go, we can get Trump out of here, because the game is chess, it's not checkers, and you motherfuckers are always talking about how shit never changes, and how these politicians are all the same, how's shit gonna change when you don't win? You don't win, you don't do whatever's necessary to put your candidate in there, then, then you put pressure on them, that's what the Republicans did, okay, the Republicans went to George Bush in 2000 to this clown now that we got, because they hit, like Sean said, shout out to um Sean, they hit bunts, they hit singles, they hit, you know, they catch pop-outs, they do the little shit all through the game that at the end of the game ends up to a W, meanwhile y'all coming up to the plate trying to swing at a home run, every fucking pitch and striking the fuck out and you losing the game because you're not doing the small things to move the men around the bases, so again um I think that you know, he should not be elected, but re-elected, but if he is, I think he's gonna be impeached, I think, I think people think this is gonna, should move faster than, I mean it actually should move faster than this because I mean goddamn, how much evidence you need, but you know, government is not meant to move fast and like I keep reminding people and 
I mean, I don't, I, all that Nixon shit happened before I was born too, like, I think he was impeached maybe the year I was born, or the year before, I don't really know, that shit was all before my time, but I've read up on it, and I know about it, and he, it was his second term that he was impeached, so he did all that tricky dicky shit the first four years, and he got impeached the second term, so, you know, I still think Trump's gonna be impeached, because if he's not impeached, then, then it's all, it's over, because this motherfucker is no, he's done so many impeachable things already, there's no way if you do a proper investigation, there's no way that you don't impeach him, because it's, I mean, there's so many things that he has done, and like I told y'all last week, these fucking idiots keep saying that the, the Mueller report exonerated, it did no such thing, it said no such thing, it did not exonerate him, it said, from what I saw, you know, I can't prove beyond a reasonable doubt collusion, but here's, here's the evidence that you need to look into what you need to look into, because perhaps you can, because you got, you know, your, your, um, your purview is wider than mine, your, your, um, what is it, your, your, um, damn, I'm using my words today, the, the breadth of offenses and, and activity and, and things that you can look for exceed what my authority was and exceed what my, the scope of my investigation was, but here you go, so, requesting, um, the taxes is, is a, is a good start, um, which leads me into another thing I wanted to bring up, so everybody has declared and is on the road now, and I saw this, um, a few Twitter posts about, now, I don't know nothing about this, but, I don't know, Butt Creed, whatever his name is, guy, um, the white gay guy, I'm really not interested, like, I, like I said, I, 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 if it's, I think a white male candidate is gonna be a disaster, um, I think they're gonna get washed by Trump, only, only person that has a, uh, the only person that has a chance of beating Trump has to be the exact opposite, it has to be a symbol of all the people who are harmed specifically by his policies, meaning people of color, some white person, white people cannot be trusted, I'm sorry, you can't count on their votes, they'll, they'll say, oh yeah, he's terrible, he's horrible, blah, 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 and they'll go right in the booth and vote for him again, why? Because at the, at the end of the day, it doesn't affect them, and deep down inside, they don't want to lose their privilege, and they feel like, okay, well, at least this guy, you know, he won't hurt us, but he'll hurt them, or whatever, you know, if he does hurt me, it won't be as bad as them, like, we can't trust y'all, it's not trustworthy, so, to think that you're just gonna get, oh, well, we're gonna have the terrible white guy, and the not-so-bad white guy, and that all these quote-finger swing voters that y'all swear are out there are gonna go with that, I just, I don't, I don't think that's right, I think the deplorables are gonna vote for Trump, and I think all these white men, you know, who lied, or whatever, are gonna vote for Trump, because why the fuck not, the, uh, that clip came on a, um, thing yesterday, where the white girl was sitting there talking about she voted for Trump, because, you know, well, I was for Bernie, and, you know, I didn't like any of the other candidates, and so I just could not possibly bring myself to do the right thing, because, you know, my candidate wasn't there, therefore, I voted for Trump, who was the biggest piece of shit ever, and who was a threat to everybody in their lives, but I just go ahead and voted for him, because I thought it was a joke, and my candidate couldn't win, so I just flushed everybody around the toilet, because I couldn't get my way, is basically what she said, and those people are still out there, those fucking Bernie people are still out there, they still on their bullshit, um, Bernie is a Russian bot, I don't care what nobody says, this motherfucker keep popping up like a fucking piece of corn in a turd, like, nigga, go away, alright, go away, we're not voting for you, it's the same shit over and over again, black people, brown people, we're not voting for you, so, I said it all to say, I still think that if Kamala Harris just, you know, stays the course, 
doesn't do anything to people are not giving her a chance but I think people are smoking crack because like I said people can say what they want to say at the end of the day y'all see 96% of black people did not vote for Trump because at the end of the day we are and have always been the people who get the short stick short end of this quote finger democracy stick stick. so we, we are not fooled by the Trumps or any of those people We're not. we know what they are since we came here as slaves, we've always known what it is. We've always voted for our best interests. And so a lot of these people talking about they don't like Kamala, trust me, brass tacks, black people are going to line up behind Kamala Harris. Same way we lined up for no Trump. <laughs> we going to line up behind Kamala Harris. All these other white people going to be splitting their votes 99 million different ways. So if Kamala just stays the course, doesn't make any mistakes, I think she is going to win because she is going to have the biggest coalition because she's going to have, she's going to be able to get some whites, not all of them, but some of those white women that voted for Hillary who don't vote for Warren and don't vote for Gillibrand. I really don't see it for Gillibrand because she just, between Gillibrand and Warren, I just think Warren will get more of that, you know, Hillary vote than Gillibrand will. I think the Gillibrand vote would probably go to Trump. I don't know, I could be wrong, but I just, them two, the point is them two is going to split that white, that whatever piece of the white woman vote is available, that's not going to vote for Kamala, they're going to split that, and I don't think that's going to be a lot, because I think a lot of people who voted for Hillary, voted for Hillary because they understood, maybe I don't like her, I, I still don't see why, but let's say you don't, and you know, she might not be the perfect candidate, but she's better than that guy, she has the most experience, she's the most prepared, and I'm gonna vote for her because I know that she's gonna do a good job. Those voters, between Kamala and Warren, I think will vote for Kamala, because Warren, like I said, God bless her, she has a lot of good ideas and all of that, but she's not present to me, she's not presidential, she's easily baited, Trump ran her, drug her all around with that Pocahontas shit, she's a lot of dramatic, she's a lot of waving the pay, and I know that's strike, that's, you know, what a lot of people like, but she's not presidential to me, and I just think that people like her belong in the Senate, they belong where their skill set and their and their and their passion for policy and to really make the shit happen, you know, you need to be where the rubber hits the road. I keep telling y'all the president is not where the rubber hits the road. Okay? The president is where is where you put the, the key in the ignition and you turn the car on. That's what the president is, the key. The Senate, the Congress, the, the lower the governorships and all that lower stuff is the engine. Okay? The it does the work. And that's where I feel like Elizabeth Warren belongs. I just she's not presidential to me at all. Like she's just not. No, no disrespect. So I think Kamala can win. And that brings me to why I brought that up is this thing with Butt Krieg and his he raised so um Kamala has raised twelve million dollars, and I don't know what the um time period that is that they're re- referencing to, but she's raised twelve million dollars. He's raised seven million dollars. So all these articles coming up about he's such a threat and he's such a dynamo because Kamala, who's considered the front runner, which I I think she's a front runner, but I have not really seen anybody calling her a front runner. Everybody been talking about Joe Biden for the past two weeks and 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 Beto standing on tables. Who are all he's the male he's the male Elizabeth Warren to me. I don't see it for him either. Um, and how that makes she needs to watch out and that's a threat to him. And I'm like, this is. This is exactly what we're talking about. Kamala Harris is a black woman running for president of the United States, and she has amassed $12 million. That is a lot of money for a black woman 
running for president nationwide. That's a lot of money because it's a lot of people, not all white. She can't win. She ain't gonna win. Blah blah blah. Who swears she can't win? That's a lot of money for a race a black person. And you gonna take a white dude who we know gonna get seven million dollars just by the just by the fact that he's white and showed up. Because people will throw money at her. What we said last week with Elizabeth Holmes, a white person show up smiling and they just get money thrown at them. Oh, he's so confident. Oh, he's a genius, blah, blah, blah. He got $7 million because he's a white dude. Period. So Kamala Harris, who's a black woman, raised almost twice as much as him. But he's the challenger. He's the one we need to look out for. Like, this is what we're talking about. She got to work twice as hard to raise twice as much. And y'all still acting like she ain't front runner, like this white dude who has, what is he, the mayor of goddamn Indianapolis or wherever the fuck, some mayor from some buttfuck city, he's gonna challenge Senator Kamala Harris former fucking uh, AG of the state of California of the state of California the fucking most popular state in the country who, you know, has the some of the most electoral votes and now senator, this mayor from Indianapolis, she need to watch out for him. Like, th- this is this is what we be talking about. That motherfucker, him, and Beto, they are white dudes. They getting money and attention because they are white dudes. And all white dudes gotta show up. Fry Festival, same thing. All they gotta do is show up in a clean shirt and motherfuckers will just swear that they are it. Neither one of them niggas is it. So... I just, that, that irritated the fuck out of me, because I saw all kind of people saying, oh, you know, she's on, she raised 12 million, he raised 7, 7 is less than 12, last, last time I checked, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, it's 5 million dollars less than 12, okay, and that's for you showing, just showing up, you gonna get 7 million, so that means you couldn't, nothing else that you said, or could convince anybody to give you any more, you just got your white dude millions and nothing else, so, you know, and whatever, and ain't nobody voting for no goddamn, um, white gay dude for president. I'm sorry. They, you know, people take these polls and say all kind of shit. Just like they said they weren't gonna vote for Trump and they did. People lie. Them motherfuckers lying. Ain't nobody voting. And I'm not saying that as a shade, clearly. But I'm just letting y'all know. Ain't nobody voting for no white gay dude. They, they just not. They wasn't ready to vote for Hillary. Like people, I wasn't ready for a woman president. They gonna vote for a gay dude, please. Moving on. And I wanted to save this for last because I just did. So, um, Nipsey Hussle shot and killed, uh, I think over the weekend or Sunday, Monday, Sunday. Um, and I, listen, I'm not, I was, I'm not, I wasn't a fan of Nipsey Hussle. Um, I just wasn't like, I heard his music and it was decent. Like I didn't, I wasn't, I, he got decent music. Like I heard last time I checked and all that, I heard his album His stuff is decent, but like, and I mean, he, he harks back to old school. I just, I just wasn't a huge, huge fan is all I'm saying. Right. And did, but you know, I, I didn't mind him. I was like, all right, I knew about him. He seemed like a good dude. I saw um, the article where he was investing into the tech. I saw the stuff about his neighborhood in the store. No disrespect, um, but I was like, eh, on that because like all these guys get their money, and all these rap dudes they get these millions of dollars, and that's what they do. They go and invest in clothing stores and boutiques and sneaker stores. And I'm not trying to drag, but like those are things that. Those are drug boy investments, right? Those are things that laundromat. Those are people things that people do when they're trying to wash their money. And it's like, dog, get what the you know, Ray J. You know how much money Ray J. Done made on them Scooty Bites and that tech and Chameleonaire and it's guys are invest in that, like invest in real money shit. Leave these goddamn clothes stores and these shoot. That shit is hood shit. That shit is restaurants. 
That shit is ghetto shit that dope boys do to watch their money. Get into the tech, get into the stocks. Nas, that's how 50 made them millions of dollars, right? Just get them, um, invest in these startups and these ventures. That's what you do, you know? And, 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 and STEM research and all that kind of stuff. So I read an article that said he was, um, doing, getting into that. And I was like, okay, cool, 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 cool. And then, not even two weeks later, I think, he did develop the insta, the infamous Instagram post that was homophobic. I'm calling it homophobic. I thought it was homophobic when it happened. And I ain't, I was like, okay, I'm not fucking with him. And I was like, I'm not fucking with him because y'all hear me on here every week. I'm not fucking with none of y'all. Like, y'all motherfuckers who can't get over who somebody want to fucking fuck, who somebody's attracted to and somebody's sleep to. Like, y'all can kick rocks, go to hell. It's stupid. Like, yo, life is too short. I will never understand why you are so worried about who somebody else is fucking. It's none of your fucking business. It doesn't affect your life at all. And y'all just be so tied up on the stupidest of shit. Go live your life. Go raise your family. We not worried about y'all. I don't know why y'all are worried about us. And so I was like, fuck him. Okay? Um... But, and I mean, I've said all that to say, like, I'm still not a big fan, and, you know, he's still, what he said was homophobic, I'm not gonna say that it wasn't, I'm not gonna be like, oh, he put, but, listen, he seems, what am I trying to say, my father has said homophobic things, you know, my friends, people, your auntie, your grandma, people say homophobic things, they say homophobic shit all the time, right, sometimes they mean it away, sometimes they don't mean it away, they're just ignorant or whatever, they just don't know, it don't mean they bad people though, you know, and so all you gays that was jumping on, oh well, fuck him, you know, like, you know, y'all want to be respected for who you are, and I get it, and you want this humanity, and you want empathy shown to you, and I get it, but every chance you get to show the fucking opposite, that's what you do, and it's like, regardless of how you feel about him, the man was shot dead in front of his store, and his people, and kids, in the middle of the day, he got a young kid, you know, he was a guy that nobody had anything bad to say about, even the fucking LAPD, who we know how them motherfuckers are, you know, made it, gave a press conference and was like, this and this is a priority, this guy was a good guy, he was in the community, we don't, we, we will promise you we gonna find who did this, because this was a travesty, and LAPD was saying that, okay, dude was a good dude, alright, yes, he said some homophobic shit, so do your fucking granny, your granny and your, your aunties don't deserve to get shot down in the street, alright, so, get all that out the way, because I want to say that this, it's like, usually, like, when the S. Tennyson guy did, like, again, I don't, I don't celebrate and revel in nobody getting killed, because, but that dude, you know, he was a piece of shit dude, and he, he had no redeeming qualities about him, and he was on interviews talking about being a piece of shit dude, so I was like, whatever, you know, but Nipsey, this, what I'm trying to say is, I'm not, I'm not, his, his murder kind of really hit me in the chest. I really felt a way about it because without going into too any detail, y'all, I've said, I've told y'all before that my mother died when I was very young. When I was like, I don't even really know how old I was. I was six or six and a half. I don't think I was seven yet. I'm positive I wasn't seven yet because I think seven is uh, second grade. When I was in second grade, however old you are in second grade, but my son, my birthday's in the summer, so I believe I was six, six and a half. And she, I say she died, but actually, she, she was murdered. And in a situation almost exactly like Nipsey. Uh, 
not in the motive, but in um in how it occurred. Like she was at work or outside her job, um and 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 it was very 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 similar to what happened in, to Nipsey. And so I it just it just and it's not something I talk about again. It was I was very young. I really don't even remember a lot about it because my family told me almost nothing. And what I do know of it, I learned later digging on my own, but even that is very little. Um, but I just like Lauren London, who I'm also not a fan of, but I, you know, I know that they were really, she, you know, they were really like in love, love. They had a young child. And so I just felt, cause I'm like some people out there, y'all, if y'all have let, lost somebody, it's, it's a, it's a difference between somebody dying and somebody being taken from you, right? Cause like my father died, but he, he died of a sickness and I had time, you know, I had time to sit, I mean, you know, he, um, he had leukemia, but I mean, you know, he had his chemo, he was doing well for a while, so, you know, I had, I had time with him, and, and even when he was in the hospital, I could, I, I had time, I get to go and sit, and, you know, know, prepare that, you know, he might not make it, right, and that's how all sickness is, people get cancer and all that, a lot of people recover, but you, you know, and you're positive, but in the back of your mind, you're like, okay, you, you're prepared, right, when somebody gets killed, it's, it's different, you don't have, like, they are literally there one minute and going the next, like, Nipsey went, I'm sure he left his house to go down to whatever, do every, the same thing he did every day with no issue, and, you know, some piece of shit ass nigga came and fucking killed him, right, and so now you, his girlfriend and his, his children, I think he only got one, I don't know, and all his family, he's just like, their whole world is, is upside down, and it's gonna be that way forever, because, like, there's people, again, somebody dying, and any, anytime you lose a parent, of course, it's traumatic, but, you know, when somebody's killed, it's different, because it's like, what the fuck? One minute, your life was the way it was, and you are the person that you were, and the next minute, your shit is totally different, and you, that person that you were, and your family was, is dead, just as dead as the person that died, because you, it's, you just, how you were before, it's different, because before you didn't have like, your, your dad or your mom or your whoever is gonna be your kid, I, I suppose murdered, you wasn't, you didn't have that, they was alive, and then now, and now that person is gone, so whoever you were before, you, you, that person is dead and, and whoever you going for it whatever you gonna be, it's, it's, it's not what it was, and you, and you forever wonder, like, what could it, what would have been different, like and people who especially, like, losing a parent, like, I really feel bad for this kid, I don't know how old this kid is, especially losing a parent, that's, that's different, because there is two kind of people in this world, people who have, when you're a child, anyway, people, well, I guess all your life, but especially when you're a child, two kind of people in this world, most people got mom, you got a dad, you might not know him, but you got one, right, but most people got a mom, and then you got kids whose parents are dead, and, and it's different, it's just different, and it ain't no grandmom, and no other parent, and no, you know, family, aunties, whatever, God bless, I mean, you know, but that ain't, that ain't no substitute for, for, for your parent, it's just not, and I lost my mom, I know some people lose their dad, I don't know if it's different, I, it might not, I don't think it is, well, I don't know, I actually do think it is, because when I was in school, you know, 
Nah, niggas say I joke. I ain't joking, but a lot of niggas ain't know they dad. You know what I mean? They ain't never seen their dad. So, but everybody had a mom, right? Like everybody had a mom. You might not know your dad. Your dad might be dead. Like my age cohort, it was a couple people that I went to school with whose fathers had got killed in Vietnam because, you know, that was, um, that was the, just the age cohort I was in. My dad didn't go to Vietnam because he scammed out of it. But some of my peers, like some of their kids got, uh, sorry, parents got killed in Vietnam. So there were people, in other words, who didn't have a father. I feel like that's different than not having a mom. Because everybody got a mom, right? Or it seemed like that when you were a kid. And so, you know, this Nipsey thing, it just really, like, I felt really bad. Because I was like, damn, man. Like, dude was literally outside his store, they said he's about to get in his car, and the guy just shot and killed him, and it's like, I feel really, like, I don't know none of them people, but I, I, I know how they feel, like, I know how Lauren London feels, I know how, I, again, I don't know how old their, their kid is, but like, that's horrible, man, nobody, like, and over nothing, like, that gang shit, that stupid bullshit, like, that shit is horrible, like, that is horrible, 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 them people's lives are gonna be changed forever, not say, like, I'm sure, hopefully they'll be fine, I've read something say she's not doing too well, I mean, I, I, I expect that, um, you know, you could be successful and all of that, but, like, you still, you are forever changed, that, per, I, I, my life was, di- was different, I, or the person I was, or would have been, was different, before my mom was killed, than after, it just was, for num- numerous reasons, but, you just, that person just dies forever, and it's different, and you always wonder how your life could have been different, in a way that I don't with my father, you know what I mean, because I was grown, and, and, and it's just different, it's like, it didn't, it didn't change my life at all, right, so I just felt really bad about it, and, and it's like, and I'm glad they caught the dude, but like, that's what I be talking about when people, when people be killing people's relatives, and them motherfuckers be like, body don't even be cold, and they be like, I forgive you, and let's reach out, I don't understand y'all motherfuckers, that is very disrespectful, in my opinion, to your, to your, to your, your person, your family member, their life, and, and everything, like, who, fuck that nigga, like, my, the person who, who, who committed the crime against my mother, died in jail, years ago, decades ago, when I was still, that motherfucker died in jail, in like, the 80s, and this still fuck him, to me, forever, so, I really do not understand you motherfuckers who somebody murder your, murder your family, you know, sometime in front of you, sometime not in front of you, or whatever, for $5, or whatever the case, cause she don't want to give him her number, or whatever, and y'all be on guy, or walk in the church, where they minding their fucking business, and kill them, and y'all up on TV 20 minutes later, talking about we gotta forgive, like, what kind of nigga are you? I don't understand you, that's disrespectful in the motherfucker, please, like, your fucking family's life is worth more than, than that, like, are you fucking kidding me? So, I hope they caught that dude. I, oh, California don't got the death penalty, but um, he gonna he and he. I hope he get every life sentence there is for that because that's fucked up and it's fucked up. Period to kill somebody like that. Like, but just the over what it seemed like something really petty. From what I read, and that man is dead, man. That man got a kid, and the thing is when especially with, like, that, like, I'm sure he supported everybody, I'm sure he supported his girl, I'm sure he supported his whole family, like, so many people are gonna be devastated by that, and just for what? So, you know, I'm really sorry to hear, I ain't gonna act like I'm this big fan, and I ain't been streaming his music from day one, I just haven't, I heard the album, I don't need to hear it again, but I just, I'm sorry that that happened to him, you know, I felt the way, that's terrible, I thought it was horrible how, um, somebody had the, the fucking video on, on fucking internet, like, y'all motherfuckers are savages, man, like I, you know 
I, I, I'm not a judgmental person, but there are, you know, everybody got their, their code, and I definitely have one, and, and one thing, it's, it's a lot of people out here, not that nobody gives a fuck, but they violate my code, <laughs> and you, a lot of you motherfuckers, especially you new niggas, you niggas violate a lot of codes, man, y'all, y'all do some shitty shit, man, and to fucking put somebody dead, shot, struggling for their life, on the fucking internet, for fucking what? That, you don't, that's horrible, like, who raised y'all? Y'all motherfuckers have no cooth, you have no fucking class, you have no fucking tact, you have no fucking home training, you have no fucking anything, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why are you, like, why are you doing that? Like, y'all motherfuckers, I don't like y'all motherfuckers, man, seriously, like, something wrong with y'all, and, 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 you know, everybody at some point sound like an old nigga, maybe I do too, but I don't feel like I sound like an old nigga, I don't think this is old nigga shit, I think that again, I blame crack, I think crack destroyed, like, two whole generations, destroyed the crackheads, and destroyed, it destroyed their kids who they neglected through crack, and so them motherfuckers didn't know shit, and now they, cause they had their kids at 18 and 17, and the grandmama is the baby, cause grandmama 30 years old, now you got three whole generations that age from, like, what, the oldest is 65, the youngest is four, that's three goddamn generations of people right there destroyed by crack, and y'all out here in these streets making it tough for everybody else like, god damn so you know, it's just a fucked up situation I'm glad they called him, but I'm really I, I, I mean, all the celebrities that was, you know pouring out for him, he seemed like he touched a lot of people, he seemed like he really meant well, you know, he was a whole tep dude but whatever, listen, my daddy was a whole tep dude you know what I mean, he grew out of a little bit you know, whole te- I'm from Philly, we, Philly is a whole tep dude, Mecca, they harmless for most of them, you know what I mean, most of them are harmless now when it get into like the misogynist misogyny and the homophobia you know, it's a bit much, but I mean, look you know th- those motherfuckers are you know, they doing the best with what they know maybe they're not the most well read and maybe they don't know what to read, and that's fine but I mean, the, the um what is it the, the will to do better is there, right, and he seemed like one of them dudes, like trying to do better, as much, as best as he knew how, okay, you know I'm gonna invest in the community, I see these niggas they go out to Calabasas and they turn to yay and looking, you know, clown ass niggas like that no, I'm not gonna do that, I'm gonna stay in the hood so I appreciate, you know, he seemed like I know, I know dudes like that, right my dad was a dude like that actually, you know what I mean, doing the best with what he can, and a lot better than what he came up with, right um, so I just feel bad, I'm sorry that that happened to him, I'm real. I'm really sorry that he got murdered like that, cause that shit is horrible for his family, and just just for him, like, you don't get to cut you don't get to steal a person's life like that man, like, you don't get to just, just kill a person, y'all motherfuckers out here and listen, I'm a marine, I've been to war, I have, I have I have killed people in war, okay, and I've seen people killed in war and it's not something that I take lightly, and it's not something that is done lightly, but we, you know, it's kill or be killed, like, we fighting, they trying to kill you, trying to kill them, it's, it's a thing that happens, but this shit y'all doing in the streets is bullshit, man, you don't have to do that, y'all don't have to be out here killing nobody, that's a choice you making, and over nothing, nothing, this gang shit, I know it, I, it's serious, and when I, went, when I went out to LA, when I was out there, living out there, I realized how serious it was, but like, I just... I never understood that shit, like, East Coast, yeah, we, we kill out here too, but, niggas is trying to get money, niggas are broke, right, and they trying to sell drugs, and they trying to get money to get their family up out, that's what, that's what it was all about, and the violence all came from that, 
niggas in the gang shit is just like they just oh you from this block and I'm from that block I, I just I just I think it's dumb like nigga nobody doing crimes to be doing crimes like Jay said nobody do that when we grew at nigga duh like what are y'all doing Y'all out here literally killing, I mean, they're starting that in New York now, too, running up on, on people, it's getting like that out here, too, but again, that's y'all new niggas that wasn't raised right, but I'm just, I'm sorry that that happened to him, I'm sorry that man died like that, I hope his family be okay, I hope Lauren London be okay, I hope his kids be okay, but I know that they, even if they be okay, they will never be the same, and so that's what I really, like, feel bad about, because it just won't never be the same, who they were before he was killed is, 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 not who they will ever be after, that that kid will always be the kid whose who's father got shot in the street, and she will always be the girlfriend or whatever she was of, you know, the guy that got shot in the street, and that's horrible, right, it's, it's, it's so, you know, that's all I want to say about that, but that leads me into the second point that I really, really, y'all really, another thing that I found disrespectful, hold on, and that, um, y'all really got on my nerves with, it's like, the man wasn't even dead yet, when these Dr. Sebi fucking, look, supposedly Nipsey, again, I said he was a, excuse me, I said he was a hotep, he's putting out this thing on Dr. Sebi, I didn't know anything about, I can't remember when I first heard Dr. Sebi name, it was very recently though, like maybe within the past couple, two, three years, I heard of this, and I kept hearing that this guy cured AIDS, and you know, he was prosecuted by the government, he beat the government, he cured AIDS, and it's a whole big conspiracy, so I looked it up, because you know, that's what you do, and I've written, so I'm not gonna get into all, all of what he is and who he is, but this is what I'll say, he's somebody, now listen, I just sat here on the first half of this, and I told y'all about how I grew up, and everybody's religion, you can believe whatever the fuck you wanna believe, honestly, as long as you ain't worshiping the devil, I really don't care, cause I think organized religion is nonsense, I believe in a creator, and I believe in, you know, higher beings and spirits and worlds other than these, absolutely, the churches and the preachers, that is a man, that is man-made, that is human beings trying to control an environment in the world that they don't understand, and so they make up these rules and live these tight lives by them, and you're wasting your life or whatever, when you get to heaven, you'll figure it out, um, or whatever's next, you'll figure it out, so I'm not judging anybody, I got jokes, if anybody know me, I joke, okay, if you want to believe in Dr. Sebi, he's a, he claims he's an herbalist, that's fine, I don't know enough about, I, I know where, I, I've heard of herbalism, I know that there, listen, there's all kind of religions, I hear there's Santeria, there's, there's voodoo, there's all kind of stuff, that, like I said last week, older than, than this white man's religion, that got the whole world, all I know is this, all of that stuff, I do not judge it, because when Africans and, 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 when black and brown and Asian people, and the Asians actually, they never gave their shit up, when the black and the brown people, when we worship our own gods, and we followed our own path, and our own, closer to the spirits than these fucking savage ass white people, we ruled the world, and we had everything, and when they came in, and we took on their gods and their religion, and we've been in fucking degradation, and fucking fallen ever since, so that is why, I do not judge, I, I believe, again, I'm not all in astrology, but I think there's something to it, you know, all the spiritualisms, and, and, and the herbalism, and all that, I never discount that shit, cause that shit got us through for eons, and we ain't start doing bad, till we start doing this, this white God, this white Jesus shit, right, so, that's all I'm gonna say about that, but, um, you know, but you still have to, like, you, you know, facts are still facts, science is still science, and things still work the way they work, right, and so all I'm gonna say about this Dr. Sebi thing is that's, he did not cure AIDS, okay, 
Dr. Sevy was a dude who calls himself an herbalist. I've heard people, you know, I know a little bit about herbalists, and I'm not, listen, if you follow his tenets, you believe in him, that's fine. But I, I, I would think that if you got into a room with herbalists, people who are really herbalists or people who really practice that, I don't know if they would consider what he does herbalism, but whatever. If it works for you, it works for you. I'm not judging anybody, especially not on religion, but I just, but I don't, I don't believe it. You can believe what you want to believe, right? Um, and so what happened was, he was basically mixing up, you know, herbs, like what they, you know, crushing this, this powder, that powder, mixing with this, with that, and the other, and he was telling people, you know, it's curing whatever. Fine. Placebos work the same way. Fine. He did not cure AIDS, and he did not beat the court. He got he got charged with practice unauthorized practice of medicine because if you want to practice medicine as it is legally defined, you have to be a doctor, licensed, certified to do so. Okay. He went to court and he was acquitted. He was acquitted because the herbs and concoctions or medicines, quote fingers, whatever you want to call it, that he was giving to people did not qualify as medicine. Okay, it wasn't no chemical, he wasn't mixing up no chemicals, he was basically taking, you know, I don't know, and I made a joke, you know, herbs, oregano, you know, sink water, oil, olive oil, whatever, mixing up, giving it to people. You know, that's not medicine. That under the law, none of those substances are illegal, you mix them together, they're not chemicals, they don't have no reactions, it's just whatever, you know, sure, like, you know, POTUSes or whatever he was giving people. So, it was not medicine under the law, and so because it was not medicine under the law, as the law defines medicine, then he can't possibly be practicing medicine, because he's not giving you any medicine, he's not giving you any legal advice, he's not even telling you that he's a doctor, he's letting you know he's giving you oregano and sink water, and you rubbing it on you, whatever, and if you think it worked, fine. But, that's what happened, he did not beat the government for AIDS, he, he claimed, he made claims that he cured AIDS, but the test that they, he, that they were running at the time, this is when AIDS had first started, there was no test for it, there was no accuracy, there was no nothing, so there's no way he would even know that he was curing AIDS, how would he know, because there was no test for it, he was just claiming it, you know, so that's the point of what a doctor said, you can look it up yourself, I'm, I'm giving you the real short around the way you can look it up yourself. So, to say that this man, so to, so what happened when Nipsey got shot was, people were like, oh, he was about to release this documentary about Dr. Sebi and, you know, Big Farm and the government, oh, you're killing it, won't come out. And Big Farm and the government not worried about Dr. Sebi. You know why? Because what I just told you. Because he didn't solve anything, and he wasn't curing any medicine, so he's not a threat to anybody. Like, you can watch that shit. Who cares? If you believe it, fine. If it works for you, fine. But ain't nobody killing nobody over no goddamn Dr. Sebi, because he's the guy that got fucking prosecuted for giving out oils just like it's ridiculous, it's dumb, it's ridiculous there's no conspiracy some, Nipsey was in a gang neighborhood and the fact that y'all think it's, like that y'all think it's crazy that a gang member would shoot somebody on Slauson where he was at which is like the middle of South Central which everybody knows is gang territory like y'all, this is what I'm talking about man and so you know, that really irritated me, because I found that to be disrespectful, like, goddamn, this motherfucker is dead, he got shot in the street, and here y'all come with these conspiracy theories about this Dr. Sebi dude, like, like, let it go, like, listen, again, if it works for you, fine, I believe the aliens got the plane, I'm not even kidding, I joke, but I believe that shit, I believe that shit is with the fucking aliens, because you ain't gonna fucking explain to me how a goddamn plane just disappears in the fucking thin air, and ain't nobody seen no hide, no hair of it, and ain't nobody seen a wing piece, ain't nobody seen a, plat- a, a, a passport, no luggage, no flotation device, no pieces of these people that swept up, nothing, ah, and all this time, no, I don't believe it, that motherfucking plane disappeared, 
Any, they don't even know if, if it crashed. They assumed it crashed. They didn't even have it's. I don't know if y'all know. I noticed because I was in Intel in the Marine Corps. They got all kind of sonar along the bottom of the ocean. That's how they can tell you when earthquakes and, and shit like that and tsunamis and shit is coming because they got sonar on the bottom of the ocean. Sonar ain't pick up that plane crashing because if it did, they would know where the fuck it, the area it crashed at. Y'all seen they was looking for that plane. They ain't never found it. Fucking suspended. Still ain't never found it. Sonar ain't that shit disappeared off the fucking radar and then it just disappeared. Ain't no sonar pickup nowhere where it crashed. Fucking aliens got that plane. See, I believe that shit. You might be on the other end thinking I'm tripping and I'm crazy. That's fine, but like, my point is, I'm not judging anybody for what they believe, but the facts are the facts. Like, it just is what it is. Ain't nobody killed no goddamn Nipsey Hustle over no Dr. Sebi conspiracy because it ain't no goddamn conspiracy. Okay, so cut the shit. Um, what else? Sorry, hold on. I'm sorry. I can't. I'm trying to get my time here because y'all know I ain't trying to go over. Okay. Oh, all right. So, um, yeah. Um, rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. I'm sorry that you lost your life like that. He was 33 years old. That's way too young. Um, he was a little bit older than my mom, but not much. Um, and I'm just, I'm sorry, I, I, I hope you be alright, as well, I hope your family be alright, I feel really bad for your kids, um, and I just, you know, I mean, they caught the dude, and that's great, but that ain't gonna bring you back, and you know, I'm sh- your family, I'm sure, is devastated, and you know, you just open the store, like, who knows what's gonna happen with all your stuff, so, you know, I don't know, I just, I feel bad about it, and, you know, not in a sappy way, but, and I just think all the audit was up there going out of your way, like, okay, listen, when the, um, S. Tennyson dude died, I didn't give a fuck, but I didn't say nothing, I just think it's very crass and very savage to go out of your way to say you don't give a fuck about somebody who, who, who was a 33-year-old man with, with a wife and, or a girlfriend and kids who got fucking shot to death in the middle of the street over some gang bullshit, you know, when he was just trying to give back to his community, I, re- regardless of him being homophobic and all of that, your auntie is homophobic too, somebody ride up on her and shoot her in her head, I'm supposed to get on the TL and be like, oh well, fuck that bitch, she ain't like gays, and we're like, y'all motherfuckers, y'all ain't got no home training, I, and, and I, I, I can't stand y'all, it's like a whole, it's a whole bunch of y'all, I just really don't like, and I, you know, again, I'm not judgmental motherfucker, but, but I got, I got fucking principles, and a lot of y'all, y'all motherfuckers cross my principles, and I don't fucking fuck with y'all, and I don't like y'all around me, and I don't like y'all as people, and I don't think y'all good people, and I think y'all full of shit, and I think somebody need to punch y'all in your face, and maybe kick you in your face too, alright, so, I've been talking for an hour, um, this is episode 2020, Genghis Kicks, look man, listen, I'm gonna put a couple pair up there that's decent, but y'all, if y'all know like I know, if y'all been watching Kicks, it's been, yo, the shit been horrible man, it's been trash, I be looking, it's nothing to put out, it's this trash, they dropping trash, ugh, so, it's a couple, the medicine balls are being re-released, I put them up, um, some, some bronze came out with some medicine ball colors, it's actually kinda dope, I was gonna get them, but they $200, they wasn't that dope, so I ain't get them, um, I put those up, but like, yo, I've been looking, y'all, I'm not slacking on the Genghis Kicks, but they just been trash out, like, all these fucking ugly ass sneaks they putting out, like, I don't know what's going on, but I can't wait till this shit is over with, cause good god, like, what is you doing, um, so you know, I'll put them couple pair up, okay, fine you know, Gucci's gonna be Gucci, they $800,000, you know I, I, I don't, you know the luxury joints, and even the luxury joints is kinda getting, it's hard to find dope ones of them too cause y'all, Gucci the only one 
and they just put out some fucking tour up pair for $800, but Gucci the only one that's keeping it nice, you know, these other fucking Balenciaga and all pride, this shit is ugly, so, yeah, Genghis, Genghis kicks, I put up what I can, but like, sheesh, shit is rough out here, alright y'all, so this is episode 202, thanks for asking, I don't know what I'm gonna call it, um, thanks for listening, um, please continue to rate me, give me five stars, um, my, my email is thanks for asking podcast at gmail.com you can find me on SoundCloud, you can find me on uh, Apple Podcasts find me on Podbeam, please go follow me there, um, the other ones the Stitcher and the, and the Spotify, they take a little bit to come through, I don't know, the process is really long so when that, when that clears, I'll let y'all know, but that's where you can find me for now um, my webpage, if you want to go is thanksforasking.co I don't really update it, it's just so you know, the episodes and everything are there though, um so that's another way you can follow um, yeah, shout out to Bryce Harper and the Phillies, I think we're gonna be good this year, and um yeah, thanks for coming out, God bless you good night, see you next week